Do you trust the seasons of your life? That is the topic that we have for today. Hi friends. I hope that you are enjoying New Year. I have to say, I feel like the first week and a half of the new year has been nothing like what I hoped it would be. I ended up coming down with a breakthrough case of Omicron, which I think that half the world has, so you might be in the same boat as me. I am recovering now on the up and up, but I still don't feel 100% back to myself. And it really has gotten me thinking about rest, thinking about the natural cycles of life and the seasons. I think that so much of the time we get caught up in the hustle and the grind and forget that we are actually animals as well. We just happen to be animals that think. I read somewhere recently that um, we think of ourselves as humans as thinking animals who feel, but that's not actually true. We are feeling animals who think. And I loved that because those, the primitive parts of the brain are the ones that feel their ways through rather than stopping and thinking. And your prefrontal cortex, the front part of your brain that's responsible for your analysis and processing and logical thinking, problem solving, blah, 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 that doesn't fully come online until you're 25. So the truth is that we really are feeling animals who think as humans. So here we are in the Northern Hemisphere it is winter outside. We have had so much snow where I live in the last week and a half. It has just dumped a couple of times. And it made me just really kind of lean into the hibernating impulses that I have. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about that today because I I want to give you an inv- invitation to honor your hibernating impulses if you are having them. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, in about six months, you may find yourself having hibernating impulses that you want to give into as well. So seasonally, you know, we experience every year this time of slowing down, going inward, which is winter here in, in the area where I live in Washington State. And lots of animals are doing that as well. Um, Turtles actually go to the bottom of the pond, slow their heart rate down to almost dying. They are still breathing, but they're practically dead until they come up for air in the spring. And this is a time where, as mammals, we want to slow down. If you didn't rest throughout the holidays because you were so busy getting things done and taking care of other people, you might want to do that now. You might be feeling like doing that now. And so then I've been curious about the whole topic of rest as well, because I think rest is easily pushed aside in our culture. 
undervalued for sure. And I'm finding myself right now as I'm recovering from COVID, like I physically feel better, but I don't feel 100% back to myself. I'm noticing that my body is requiring rest, not just sleep, not at night, but just a slower pace. And I have been enculturated to honestly kind of despise that. But I want to tune into nature and honor and acknowledge the fact that we are allowed to slow down. And actually, rest is really critical to creativity. Now, you wouldn't normally think of those two as related. At least I personally didn't until I was doing some research. And you can't produce creative work from if like frustrated pressure place the creativity happens when you're resting when you're playing when your brain gets to slow down and actually get quiet and and kind of go offline that's when your subconscious does its thing and you actually get those bursts of creativity a lot of people have like great aha moments and inspiration when they're in the shower. And I noticed that for myself, especially um, earlier in the fall when I was doing my swimming lessons, I was having these like really cool insights. And then I would take my shower afterwards and I would feel like I just got like 20 ideas. And there was really something for me about being in the water in a relaxed state. And then I started looking into it more and actually... We get these aha moments when we're in the shower because the warm water, the relaxed state of mind, you're, you're not really thinking about anything like so seriously or problem solving per se. Um, and that actually, the warm water on your body gives you a hit of dopamine. And dopamine is a chemical that actually opens up your creativity. So I really love that. Rest is also related to non-productive activities. So you're not resting if you're reading a book that's going to help you become better at your job. That's not really rest. Restful activities are things that you enjoy just for the fun of doing them and they don't necessarily have a productive outcome. So things that you do with your body Maybe you love to do a certain sport, a recreational activity, do it. Maybe you like to just read a book, a novel for fun to engage your brain in a different way. Maybe you are just sitting, having a cup of tea and enjoying the silence. Silence is also something that we don't experience a lot of, but it can be really serene. It can be a wonderful space to just allow for yourself. I think that the biggest parts for me about rest are bringing your whole body into it, all of your senses. You can't actually achieve rest if you're multitasking. That just doesn't go together. But think about what is what are you seeing? What are you hearing? 
What does your body feel like in whatever you're doing? Are you walking outside? Do you feel a crisp air on your skin? Do you hear birds? Is the sun shining? Is the snow crunching beneath your feet? What's happening within you? And if you do this mindfully, that's how you achieve the benefits of restful activities. The other thing that I've been thinking about too is that in our lives, we we understand the seasons. We know that we go internal, things get quiet, we hunker down in winter. We know spring is coming. We trust the cycles of nature. Do you trust the cycles of your life as well? There have been times in my life where I have completely not. And I remember a period of my life where I had, I thought I had it all figured out. I graduated from college. I thought I was going to go get my master's degree in international economic development. I went and spent a year in rural Zambia living in a village with no running water and electricity. Honestly, that part wasn't so hard, but the entire year was nothing like what I expected it to be. I should have just accepted that it really wasn't what I signed up for, but I stuck with it and I got really depressed. I was really young and I felt like a failure. I had always had a plan for my life and to then follow what I thought was my plan and realized that I actually did not want to, to move forward left me just feeling like I was at a dead end. And that was a very, very frustrating experience. Maybe you can relate if you've lived any life at all. You've probably learned by now that it's rarely completely smooth sailing you know like the the human existence has challenges on purpose because that is how you grow and somehow sometimes we get sold this false idea that if you're doing things right your life is easy i don't agree with that whatsoever anymore the human life is a spiritual life, whether you call yourself a spiritual person or not. Your human existence is about your spirit growing and developing. And you do that through these different stages of life. You do that through having goals, having dreams, overcoming the challenges that go along with them and reaching those goals and dreams. And if you're at all familiar with, um, the hero's journey, some people do not appreciate this metaphor, but it's it works. The hero sets out, they have a you know grand vision, a wonderful plan. They encounter challenges. If they stick with it, in spite of the challenges and the odds, they're continuing on the journey. Guides come along, helpers. That's what makes it really interesting is, you know, like the Lord of the Rings is a classic hero's journey type of story. There are gifts along the way. There are huge challenges, but it is in those obstacles that you grow, you develop your psyche, you develop your sense of self, 
you get your confidence and you earn the rewards that come. So one of my friends at the time had the wisdom to offer me the idea that maybe I was just having a personal winter and that whatever was next for me certainly would become apparent, but to allow myself to have a time of hibernation. I was probably about 25 at the time. I had never thought in terms of of like hibernating or letting whatever was going to be the next iteration of my life gestate. And I really welcomed that analogy and it was really, really helpful for me. I think that what's also so helpful about thinking of having a personal winter is that you will have a personal spring. It's a universal law. The seasons do not last forever. So whatever season you're in, it will not last forever. Even the wonderful seasons, some some other challenge is going to present itself that you can absolutely handle and you will. Look for the gifts that it brings you. Look for the opportunities to grow. Look for what comes up for you that you need to shed and get rid of. On that note, I'm in the process of deep cleaning my house because I believe in this energy of change. If you want to bring in energy of change, start to move through the things that you own in the physical world. Get rid of what you don't use anymore. Get rid of what no longer fits you, what no longer suits you. Move that stuff out. Energetically, you are making space for something new to come in. You're opening up psychic space, actually, when you deep clean and purge in your own home. Dust, reorganize, let go what you no longer need, and new things will come in that suit you better. I promise you, if you do this, I'd love to know what happens in your life in the next few weeks, months. Please let me know. I love you. You can trust the seasons of your life and please give yourself some space to rest. Thank you for joining the conversation today. I hope that there was something in there that's helpful to you or someone else that you know, and I would love it if you would subscribe to my podcast. You can find out more about me and the services that I offer at emilyjamisoncoaching.com. And while we're here, I wanted to mention that from now to the end of the year, I am running a special on the Clifton Strengths Assessment. I am a certified Clifton Strengths coach. And I want to invite you to really zero in on your strengths and your unique talents. Over these three sessions, we'll really look at what you bring from a very asset-focused place. And I will help you to take that energy into the new year. I'm really excited about this. This is truly one of my passions. If you would like to have a conversation with me about that, please go to my website and reach out and we will talk.